Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. Joining me this week is a New England Music Awards nominee and ancestral pop artist whose music sits at the incredible intersection of Beyonce and Bjork. Her new album, 555, will be her eighth album following seven LPs, one EP, four platinum-selling children's album. She is the Hebrew voice of Smurfette and Barbie. She has a Master's of Arts in songwriting for Berklee College, is a cantorial soloist, and a Mass Cultural Council grant recipient. Please welcome Gitit Shoval. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited uh, to have you on the show. You, I think you might be my most decorated guest of oh. all time. Oh, wow. That's a compliment. Uh, yeah, and I'm humbly receive your welcoming. Yes, so, uh, and thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I am completely honored to have you on this show. It's, it is my pleasure. So tell me, tell me about the new album 555. So this is a very special album because the whole idea behind this album came actually from the project that will be create this album and it will be a very special way so let's talk a little bit about the name 555 so this is my fifth decade in the music industry and ron Druyan, my husband and my musical producer uh, along with you know with my son they're both my musical producers ron came with a very special as usual very special and unique idea uh, and challenging as well. And he said, you know, this is your fifth uh, decade in the music industry. We need to celebrate it in a very unique way. So I suggest maybe we'll do, we'll produce an, an EP, five songs for the five decades in five days. So we will produce the whole album in five days while live streaming it on YouTube. Oh, wow. 
which is yeah so i at the beginning i said are, are you sure like are, this is your idea because it's really challenging and it's it puts us you know exposed it's very exposing and and um i very very many people throughout the, the years the history of music did that and um he said yes i think it will be great and we and i said yes let's you know what let's do it it's my fifth decade i can make it <laughs> and i uh, wrote five songs um they're all inspired by or most of them four of them inspired by uh sentences from psalms uh so it's um empowering the texts are empowering you know call for unity or um uh kindness um and all you know all the, the things that come around it um i just wrote it because i felt and as a cantoral soloist i do a lot of you know prayers so i took just a, a few sentences well maybe one sentence for for each song and build around it uh, I built around it uh, words, lyrics in English that takes it out of the <clears throat> of the. <clears throat> it's it's very spiritual, but it's not religious at all. It's just you know this is that that was my in inspiration, but it took me to a, a totally secular songs, um, and so we are going to do uh, on on May thirtieth. Starting on May 30th, we are going to do a live streaming of the whole production from top to bottom, like from you know everything from scratch. Uh, and it's I'm very excited about it, but I'm also uh, very nervous because you know it puts me uh, under a lot of pressure. Of you don't have a minute you can afford not being great because you don't have time you need whatever you do at this moment that needs to be the greatest moment so uh yeah so it, it will be amazing and then after it of course we will have this album we have all the incredible uh artwork around it the that uh uh our friend and amazing tell me his last name <laughs> jeremiah lauf oh jeremiah lauf uh he's incredible he did an incredible artwork job and uh and this is it so that's the project 555 this is my upcoming album and we are we are ready to go so if if you could collaborate with with any musician living or dead who would you pick uh, i think i think i would pick Stevie Wonder. Oh, uh, for me, <clears throat> the musicianship, the soul, the 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 spirit, everything about his songs, and the way he sings the songs and plays the, plays the songs, is I I, th I just think he's he's the greatest. And and you know he he had to overcome uh, a huge disability right which actually i think uh push forward his abilities like um 
and and I I just I I admire I admire his music. So being around him, co uh, collaborate with him, like it will be uh, more than a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could describe five 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 using only one word, what would that word be? Fascinating. Nice. Yeah, this is a fascinating project and EP. Hello there. I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine, provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up Who is an artist that if they happen to pop into the Zoom right now and said, I need you to come on tour with me right this very minute, who are you dropping everything for? Um, I think Adele. Oh, nice. Adele, again, her music and her lyrics, she's such a good songwriter and such a soulful singer, incredibly successful, young, and she seems to be such a fun person, funny person. So I would think it will be, first of all, musically an unbelievable experience, but also a fun experience. Yeah, so Adele will be my choice. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um, I, you know, COVID hit the music music industry so hard in so many on so many levels, and I really miss the free live performances. No fear. Um, and, and it, it, it's, it's not totally back yet. I still feel that people are a little bit scared to sing together in, in the same, uh, space. And I still feel that if you give the opportunity for them to, uh, watch it online, they will do that instead of coming to the 
event to the to the place so I, I miss that and i really really wish it would change and people will get back to be involved and and it's it's quite back but not not fully uh and and i i wish it it will and it might but it might not so i i wish it will get back there fully now you have you have toured and you know been to i imagine a lot of really amazing places mm-hmm. is there is there some, is there a venue um that you haven't performed in yet that you would like to i certainly have uh, a venue that i dream of uh performing and and you know sold out my my uh show and this is for me it's a legendary place because all the big musicians and big singers uh perform there and that will be carnegie the carnegie hall oh wow nice yeah in new york so i i would love that i would love i know that there are bigger uh venues and newer venues but there is so much history in this hall so you know to put my foot on this stage will be a huge uh, a huge thing for me what do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process uh i tend to forget recording myself sing the ideas and <clears throat> you know ideas it's just a a a bunch of notes that you put together and from time to time if you take out one note or change the order of the notes the idea is is really not the same so if you don't record it in the mo in the car you know or when you are cooking and what you're doing something it just can get lost and you know and i i i don't always have amazing ideas you know to have an amazing one amazing idea you need 30 not so much amazing idea to get the, to the one that's why it's so important to record it and and you might even combine between two or three ideas and get the song so that's a very bad habit and i need to get to be a better you know a good girl about it <laughs> How would you describe your music using only colors and shapes? My music is definitely round. It's soothing, so it's round. Um and the colors, I would say purple for the mysterious, something mysterious about the music and and uh orange for the warmth so it's round and purple and orange if i you know if if you use these terms for music what's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack ah that's easy <laughs> because <laughs> my latest latest project 555 includes uh one song by the name of cry of the cry of the poor in hebrew tsakat hadal which means you know 
there are people that are so unfortunate on this planet and we need to listen to them we need to and and it's not always you know shows you can meet somebody that looks really well but but he's not and so listen to learn how to spot them and listen to their cry even if it's inside and you don't really see it or hear it um and just help them help and you don't need to be a billionaire to help somebody you can have uh, your own and everybody has his own uh you know problems but you can always find a way to help somebody to invite him to celebrate with you you know a holiday or i don't know everybody can find a way to help the other that is less fortunate or go through a hard time uh so that's the idea behind this song and the music the the melody with the production that we we are creating the production ahead of time so on our computer that when the musician come they can play it because we don't have time to you know to think we need to do it on the five days so we created this um recording and i and i i you know i I wanted people to listen to it to 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 get some feedbacks and each and every one of them said that's a song for a movie this is that that's the one it needs to be in a movie uh yeah and i and i feel i feel that i feel it's a very big song talking about round this is like <clears throat> a huge circle full of purple and orange and the message is very clear and i wish i wish it will be it, it somebody will choose it for for a movie i i really wish it's one of my dreams yeah so this uh next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing um i have got three of the most cliche questions that all musicians get asked in interviews and I'll let you pick the one that you would like to answer in this instance. Um, so your choices are who are your influences? What got you started in music or what is your creative process like? Um, let me think. Um, you know what? I, I will choose the middle one. What got uh, you started in the music in, in music because it's a nice story. And I started really, really young. I was 13 years old when I was on the biggest stage back then in Israel. I started my career in Israel. I, I grew up in Israel. I was born there. Um, I, I was born to a, a musical family. My father was a musician. He was a very known uh, radio persona in Israel. My mother was a songwriter. She, she was a lyricist. And um, one day, somebody that came moved to live in to live in Israel he moved from from Romania to live in Israel uh he found my mother and he wanted her to write Hebrew lyrics for his music because he didn't know very well Hebrew and he knew she's a very good lyricist 
So she wrote a few songs for him and he, unfortunately he got sick and got hospitalized and he wanted to, to listen to the songs because my mother did a wonderful song, wonderful work, but he wanted to listen to it and nobody could, could sing it. So they, my parents asked me, can you record it? Like, you know, we had the cassettes back then <laughs> and I'm, I'm scared because I heard it's coming back. No, cassettes were the worst. It's not like vinyls. Uh, so I recorded, you know, he had some backtracks like he, he brought from Romania. I recorded it and he got so excited when he heard that. So he wanted, to, he wanted me to record it professionally and to do something with it. So my father who worked at the radio, in the radio station told him, you know, tomorrow it's the last day to hand in uh, songs for the pre-Eurovision contest. So I know in here in the US, the Eurovision contest is not very known, but in Europe, it's the biggest event every year. Millions and millions of people are watching live. It's a huge production. So every country has the pre-Eurovision contest, which uh, there, there you choose the song that will represent Israel or the countries in, in the Eurovision contest. They got in this, uh, the song got in to the pre-Eurovision contest. They, they was very, uh, at the beginning, they, they weren't sure they're going to let me sing the song because I was so young. And that was, that was the first in Israel. 13 years old, you know, grade eight. It was like, so they called me. They wanted to see that I look, I don't look like a little kid. And I, I actually, I, I, I looked much older than I really was. And uh, they decided to let me perform very happily because they wanted me to perform, but they weren't sure about the age. And it was live on TV, one channel in Israel, black and white, 1979. And the whole country was watching and I was song number one, my guitar, and 60 musicians behind me. It's a, a, a 60, 60 piece band behind me. And this is how I started my career. So it was a very unique start and it just happened. I didn't even, I didn't even try. So it was like, and I, I was very, very, excited. I wanted it so much. I couldn't say I was nervous because I wasn't. I was maybe because I still was a kid and I looked at it at such an amazing, you know, experience. And so I became very known. Uh, even uh, I became a star overnight, overnight. Just it's like American Idol, but one night. This is it. You are a star. And since then, I have recorded, performed all over the world. And yeah, I had a, a, a small stop in the middle because in Israel, you have to go to the army. Uh, so it's mandatory. So I went to the army. And when you go to the army, you cannot do anything civil. You cannot work outside of the army. But I was uh, a singer in the army. I toured all over Israel. I went to all the, you know, borders uh performed to soldiers 
then it was a war, so I performed to wounded soldiers, and it was a very strong, and um, I'm very proud of what I did in the army. And then immediately after, uh, I met Ron, my husband, and we started to work um, on music, and then we started to work on family, <laughs> and we have four kids. <laughs> That's yes, so that's story. that's the beginning, and that's why I chose this. Uh, when you ask me the cliche, this cliche, because it's uh, I I love this story. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast, Your Life, the Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life, the Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? I consider myself both because I'm first I'm first of all I'm I'm an artist. I'm a songwriter. I I sing others, you know, other people's song, other songwriters' songs. I always choose my songs or write my songs from my heart and uh, uh, and because I want to say something, not just because I want to entertain. But while we produce the songs, we definitely take into account the audience. You know, we want them to engage. We want them to... Uh, to have fun while listening to it, even though there are songs that are heavier than others, right? More serious than others. So we we try to keep the balance between being artistic and being entertaining, which I I respect both words the same, you know, it, it has for me the same, um, I, I, I think that this is, um equally important what do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians oh i think people think that musicians are wild don't have families or if they do have their bad parents you know they work at night and they do some stuff that they shouldn't do and I think it's a very big misconception because, well, there are some, you know, wild musicians, but there are some wild people in the world. It's not just for musicians, and and they and musicians are artists, and they they have such warm heart. Most of them, the musicians that I know and I have been working through the throughout the years with many musicians, uh, they have families they have and and you get into their homes and you are shocked to see how you know there are such regular people their kids go to school they need to go at you know a certain time to bed and it's like they're they're and it's it's yeah i agree it's a bigger effort to have a stable family and stable home with this kind of work when you have to go to tours or you you go to work late at night but we do that and we have 
such, uh, thank God, such a stable family. Our four kids are so loving and they love each other. And, and we have the best relationships with our kids. And um, so I'm really proud of it. And I, I, I just not want people to know. So yeah, I'm an artist and I'm performing all over and I'm working really hard. Ron is the same because we work together. And still, we're so close with our kids and they have families as well. And so that that's a big misconception, I think, about musicians. Tell me about the moment in your career that you're most proud of. So I, again, I will go, I, I will come back to the start. As a 13 years old kid, and now I know what it means, then I didn't know. <laughs> but now I know what it means, how you need to be very strong uh, and very determined to do something like I did when I was 13 years old. And and when I look back and I see the video, somebody actually, I didn't have the video, but I saw the video because somebody just found it and put it on YouTube. And I saw the video and I started to cry because it's really it's really amazing that a 13 years old, you know, could pull off this huge performance. Uh, and I, I, by the way, I didn't win the, that year. Uh, the song that won became an international uh, hit. It, the name is Hallelujah, and it was a huge hit. So they definitely deserve to 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 win this contest. Uh, but and that moment was the biggest change of my life. Like, you know, things were changing throughout the years, but that moment was so important. And, and so it, it just changed my life. And as a 13 years old, I just, I, I made it. So I'm, I'm really proud of my young self. So if you could start your career over from the minute that you decided that, you know, music was it for you, would mm. you do anything differently? Many, many, many things. Again, part of it because I started so young. So I took and I, I made my decisions, not my parents and not my, uh, you know, the team that worked with me then they never, um, made me do something that I didn't want. I'm a little bit sorry about a few things they didn't make me to do <laughs> because as a kid, you know, you, I was very, I, I took very uh, fast decisions. I, I knew what I want back then. Uh, I had no regrets on any decisions then, but now I had, I have a few regrets. So yeah. Uh, I would definitely do things, a, 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 a few massive um, decisions that I did, took my career to a path that made me uh, work harder to get to a success. Uh, I got it, but the path was harder. So uh, yeah, so I, I have uh, a few big regrets. So tell the folks uh, listening at home and all over the world where they can uh, find your music and find the new album 555. So 
the new album is not ready yet they can uh go on youtube uh on may 30th to uh june 3rd to watch the live record like the live uh, streaming uh production process and at the end on 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 uh june 3rd we will listen to the end result to the new ep everybody can find me uh can find my website gitichovalmusic.com and also find uh on youtube by my name g-i-t-i-t gitit and my last name shoval s-h-o-v-a-l uh yeah so that's the the places you can hear my music buy my music and you know hopefully enjoy excellent and i for the listeners all those links are in the episode description for you to check out and i highly recommend that you do um thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me i am just absolutely in awe of you and <laughs> yeah Thank you, Greg, so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemicstate.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved.